0: Previously on Hop Heroes. All right. Well, we're here in person for you <laughs> and couldn't be more excited about it. But not only are we talking V for Vendetta today, but we are drinking. Very fitting. Yeah. Story? <laughs> yeah. The beer, we're, the beer we're drinking just goes hand in hand. So for those that don't know, Alan Moore's favorite band of all time is Hanson. Uh, Hansen, the Hanson Brothers actually started a brewery wow. and put out some beers. And they're only sold in certain areas, usually in the South.
1: Woo.
0: Okay. That's smooth. Yeah. That's smooth. I can definitely see that entry level. Yeah. Oh man, it's like a kind of a pale start,
2: Ooh. and then it like it has like a sweet, yeah, like finish. Yeah. yeah.
1: We're talking V for Vendetta today, right? And so I wanted to read that because it's already telling you kind of where the story's gonna go.
0: Quarantine zones, bro. Quarantine.
1: Just to kind of uh, understand where the government is, is they have this saying, right? Uh, strength through purity, purity through f- faith, and then they always say England prevails. And that's a kind of a good telltale, right? Because like hail it, Hitler. Yeah, definitely a hail purity. R- 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 They're yeah. using R- purity. Is. Or MAGA. Yeah. Or- <laughs> I, I, I almost
2: didn't say it, but I couldn't stop my. The leader. It's called the leader. leader. Envy, so, envy are are all cut from the same cloth. So,
0: side stick out the mandolin
1: in the,
2: the voice the whole thing really uh,
1: all right let's start the show yeah i actually i, I think a good... girl you're gonna have to kill that oh my <laughs> <laughs> i mean you don't have to let me try i don't want to I... but i'm saying
0: I... we need these glasses for the yeah, next yeah, one yeah yeah
1: okay okay well, let's do it
0: yeah we're not doing just one beer on this podcast let me stretch out let me stretch let me he's got to loosen up the shoulders me blow on open it. up the gullet. I can get you another glass if you want. You're a pansy. Oh, you oh, open up! Oh. Yeah, that was like a snake unhinging its jaw. <laughs> the last part. Of <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good audio. <right> there. <laughs> yeah, that's the gateway.
2: Oh God,
0: bringing you in. Bro, awesome. we, should,
2: we should do these episodes in person more. After <laughs> I agree. All right, bring that glass over here.
0: Um, so, Ooh. the second beer that we're doing is going to be their uh, Hop Jordan's Jam Festive Ale. And it's a crisp. I can't. Is it Saison? Saison? That's a word? Saison? S A I S O N? Yeah, I don't know. It's French for season, so that's the type of beer it is. And it's a type of pale ale that's highly carbonated yeah. uh, with fruity and spicy undertones. Oh, I bet you this is going to be like a. um...
1: Oh, my God. Stella. Okay. Is It's going to be like Estella? Um, well, Estella's more of a
0: lager. This is going to be a pale a ale. This is be. a pale? Yeah. It's, I feel uh, like Stella is the only highly carbonated beer that I like, can think of. This is a highly carbonated pale. So think of the malt we just had and how it was so smooth and flat. So think of it maybe a little bit like that, but a little bit more, flat, a little bit more bite better. to it. Um, it's made with wheat, barley, rye, and then they add some coriander and orange peel for some zest. Uh, they originally came up with this beer to promote the Hop Jam Festival, but now they provide it at any special event due to the success of the beer because it's been very popular. All so. right.
2: And this one's called Hop Jam Dusted Hop Jam. Ale. All
0: right. This is for the festivals. Mm hmm. we going potty in tonight.
1: So right at the back of the nose is different. Yeah. It's, you get that holiday spice. Yeah, it, it is. It
0: seems yeah. Like. It, yeah, yeah. The holiday spice, it, it, it smells warmer. It's like that coriander,
2: I think.
1: Yeah, it's not as strong for like, sure.
2: I want to say spicy, but I don't mean spicy in like a heat level. I mean spicy in like pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas
1: time? Spicy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you have like those like yep. kind
2: of warm spices that Nug- like Nug- kind of yeah, cinnamon. nutmeg, cinnamon, that type of that o- type of October
1: head. through no December kind mm-hmm. of time. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: This is like a pumpkin spicy type of situation. I think it's the coriander. I think that's giving it that mm. that aroma.
1: And I love pumpkin spice shit, bro. Ooh, that's def- Whoa. Completely different. That tastes almost... Um, Whoa, dude! That's, that's almost, different. That's woodsy to like me. Tastes like eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> tastes like it does. taste nat- like a, a natural. You know, you're out in the drinking water off a tree or something. Kind of drinking water. I didn't. I didn't.
0: I, I don't get the Hyper. I don't get the carbonation either. No. No. That could be because it's been. It's weird. ...shaked to me. around a bit. Yeah. Or it could just be. That's typically what a saison is. That's not the definition of this beer. But that's typically in that realm, carbonated, highly carbonated pale ale. It's mm. kind of that, that vicinity. But interesting. This definitely has the spice side of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what they're going for. I'm, I think I'm a fan of the M hops more than this. Um, this to me, it's interesting because this this is called the the
2: fest oh, festive ale. Oh, uh, okay. So when I first read this. I saw a festival. Well, that's where they released it, was their Hop Jam Festival. Okay, that yeah. must be a winter festival, right? Um, I don't know. Because when I think of festivals, I think of summer. Right. I think of, like, Warp Tour and fucking summer festivals at the Gorge and stuff. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be
0: a very light, summery type of highly carbonated, refreshing beer. Well, when you look at the can, it's got the cream and, like, the seafoam green and the orange. Yeah, it like, seems you like, think like it's, a beach, like, right, kind yeah. of, like, very you, you summery. You get the summer feel, for sure.
2: And it's kind of a surprise, because it's not that. Like, I think that, I don't think this beer's bad, but I think it's it's more of a um, winter, make you feel warm, like, a little heavier of mm. a beer, and kind of a, you know, coriander, eggnoggy type of... Curl it by the fire. Curl it by the yeah. fire, or, like, go to, like, a... a Octoberfest or something like that, that type of festival. Yeah. So I don't think it's bad, but I definitely think I, I was misled. Yeah.
1: I, I think or or it's. You misread. A, or misread. Uh, <laughs> misled
0: or misread. That's a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That's a whole new segment. <laughs> 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 it,
1: it's definitely if you're like going to a beer and you want, like, hey, these are like most beers, like, almost taste the same a lot of times, you know what I mean? And you're like, hey, I want to taste something different. This definitely.
2: I'll give you that. Yeah. This it's is definitely completely a very like a different. Distinct, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like, definitely, if you're like variety, or just go to, the, you go to the bar or whatever. You're like, hey, I want something different today than the kind of almost similar beer that you would get. And let me get, let me get some uh, uh, Festive Ale. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: Spice Farm High. I don't think
2: I've ever had a drink of a beer and been like, oh, eggnog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's that's literally what happened. I think yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. I wouldn't buy. I wouldn't buy this beer though. That wouldn't be my. I'd get it in December for this. If I if I got the sixer of this for Christmas, I'd, I'd have it at Christmas time. I think.
2: I think so too. Yeah, with like a fire going. Yeah. it's like snowing
0: outside. Opening presents. It's like thicker. You feel warmer a little <laughs> bit. But Christmas is reserved for uh, eggnog and Crown Royal. So sorry, best avail. I already have a spot filled. For that? I do eggnog it every, and Crown. It's my every every Dang Christmas. Me. I don't drink it any other time of the year, but it's literally one of the best. I drink eggnog and Sprite.
2: It's not alcoholic, but I love it. Eggnog
0: and Sprite? Actually that is really good. It. I've had that before. I love it. I that think you've really had really it good.
2: with me. I think I've made you have it. I don't know. I've definitely had that before, but it gives yeah. that that carbonation and hmm. you know, it's delicious. I love eggnog though. So I'm I mean I'm not, like I'm fucking with this beer. I like there eggnog a lot.
0: Should we do eggnog
2: podcast? Man? It's just that oh, we're in the middle of July right now and I feel like eggnog is
0: not the move in the 80-day, 80-degree weather you're, you're not eating this no. with food or yeah. hanging
1: out outside. This is like, you know. Dude,
0: we should do an eggnog podcast and call it Noggers.
1: <laughs> Noggers?
0: Like, you want a whole other spinoff? A whole other
2: spinoff podcast? Noggers. For
0: just eggnog? <laughs> Can you imagine the controversy behind that title, though?
2: Noggers? <laughs> Dude, absolutely not. <laughs> not only absolutely not, that's literally
0: the worst idea you've ever had.
1: That is the worst idea you've ever had. Yeah. Welcome
0: back to Noggers. Absolutely not. Oh
1: Just straight out eggnog. Let's, like eggnog and social issues. Noggers. Missions. Oh my God. I oh hate you. All right. We're getting off track
0: here. Let's go. That's our uh, beverage breakdown of the day. Uh, we're fans um, in different ways. I do.
1: Yeah. It's good.
0: Which one do you like better? Mops. Hands yeah. Down. I think I, I need more I, of that. Yeah. All right. But
2: yeah. You can have this one. Fuck you, Bird, for fucking taking the good beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Classic. We, yeah. just, we just went into a, we just, yeah. we just went into a well, bro. Yeah, but it. I'm down. Alan right? Moore brings that out in you. you know? It does. It's, it's, it's like hard not to.
1: It's really intense the whole time. I mean, it, it, he's got this like really. Uh, I mean, we're in, we're in, we're gonna go to book two now, and in, in book two is where he finally got all the all the people out of the way, and now he's gonna start breaking down the government by physically tearing down the books, and he's actually by doing that he allows. There, uh, with everything getting torn down the the jordan tower which is the communication he takes over the communication right he takes over the mouth. the mouth he takes over everything else and what's happening now is everybody's starting to really fester within themselves right now the rats are really starting to eat themselves and he's allowing that to happen Um, he kicked Evie out of the house because Evie was really falling kind of in love in a certain way. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah.
2: That's what I, when I was reading Evie's story with V, I was very much like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, but He also didn't kidnap,
1: he saved. Right. I mean, there's a difference. Right.
2: But -hmm. she's still
0: kind of... um...
2: I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, I do believe, I I like the Stockholm Syndrome because it does... I I, like it.
2: I I think he saved her. I'm not saying he didn't save her, but I'm saying he... Blindfolded her and then took her to a right. place. She doesn't know where she's at. Will. She I also mean, didn't want to leave. Yeah. So it's kind well, of. Oh like, yeah. That's, I guess that's Stockholm, Stockholm works. Syndrome. Yeah. yeah.
1: In, a, in a way. And uh, she asked if. Uh, and again, this is like a big thing throughout the book and even the movie. Which
2: doesn't happen in the movie, I don't think.
1: Well, she does. Uh, does, she, uh, does she think that he's his, her father?
2: Well, in the, in the movie, she. At the end, I guesses. know she talks about it. Yeah. She asks. Basically. She says, she's,
1: you're my He's your father. He's our father. Or but son, she like, like, also loves. Everybody. She falls
2: in love with him in a weird way in the, in the movie, which I felt
1: was. That's right. He kisses her. I mean, she does trash. kiss him in But the anyway, book.
2: continue, please.
1: But. Um, Do you know who plays the the guy?
0: Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Elrond. Elrond. Yeah. 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 Did
1: you know uh, there was actually two actors that did that? That did Mr. That, Anderson? That did V. Oh, really? It was actually done. First, it was uh, a, an actor called James Purfoy, who was actually the first V. That, but he couldn't do it, do it anymore. Like, Why? mid, like, two, three weeks in. So there's like scenes with him actually being uh, v,
2: But he I could... imagine there was like a guy that actually played V costume wise. So and was then a guy that actually was the voice a total of, v. of Well, there's got to be some stunts. Four
1: yeah. actors who played Cause, V. Because, like,
2: I know that in the movie, V was like a big dude like he was always like a very tall yeah like way taller than like everybody else yeah. so i felt
1: like that's well, probably that like makes a, sure elron is really tall compared to him do you think
2: do you think mr anderson is like a tall dude though hugo weaving hugo weaving name? if yeah. anybody named hugo weaving is like a small
1: he's guy. australian yeah he's i mean i mean he seemed he, pretty he good small. in in matrix he seemed pretty like, yeah he's, i comparable. mean keanu, keanu is Reeves. like two re, like 62 six two yeah so Keanu's six two
0: yeah he's a big dude yeah he's pretty tall yeah. wow okay look at john wick dude yeah he's a big dude He's not Tom Cruise. He's not getting camera angles to show. (laughs) Yeah, I always always just assume that actors are always giving that. But no,
1: he's he's pretty. But um, in the movie, there's actually four actors that play V. There's the two stunt guys, and then there was a guy named James Purfoy who was was supposed to do the whole thing, but he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't be in the mask. He couldn't. He was like, he gets so worked up.
0: I wonder how he's doing right now. Having to wear masks all the fucking time. That's probably true. Um, (laughs) What is he playing
1: now? Nothing. He's having to wear quarantine mask. Having to wear quarantine mask. Oh, lol. But uh, so Hugo took over, and there's there's part where he had to dub over the voice. Mm. So he actually had to record all the lines twice Mm. in the movie. So intense. Fun fact. Fun fact for you. That's that's a Patreon. Patreon, right there. Even though it's on the video. Um. So anyways, he kicks V out because she asks if he's her father and he does not say anything. He just kind of puts her outside and it's kind of like a setup. He never tells her anything. No. She le- he lets never. her come so to every conclusion. She's on like her the own.
0: bar like you would like to say. Like she's like us trying to figure out what's going on and he won't tell us. Yeah. Yeah, and he just speaks in these like riddles and drives her
1: fucking nuts. Right. Exactly. So and like I said, dude, in this book he's kind of letting you know he's kind of breaking down the government. He broke down. He went out. He got his revenge out to the people who made him who he is. Now he's breaking down the government. He's blowing the buildings up. He's letting them fester within themselves. Crimes. He turned on the CCTV, right? So crimes. People are kind of doing what they're wanting a little bit. You know.
0: Yeah, he gave him like a, a window where you won't you won't be observed. Yeah. Like you've been observed this whole time. There's three days. Right.
1: enjoy it right he takes over jordan's tower and he actually has a really great speech in there that he talks about um which i, I think maybe we should read it maybe we should say he's sitting down on the table kind of like a regular joe got his mask on he says good evening london i thought we might have a little talk are you, are you uh sitting comfortably and i'll begin and it's a big shot of him in the mask and the eyes which i thought was pretty cool mm-hmm. he goes i suppose you're wondering why i've called you here this evening well, you see, I'm not entirely satisfied with your performance lately. I mean, he's almost talking like he's like, he's talking like you're an employee, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is weird. Like he's, so that kind of hit me home because I, I'm, I love my job, but I don't, right? Like I want, I, I want that freedom to make my own Since We actually talked about a little bit earlier today, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so that, this part really hit me because I'm like, I need to think about my job some more. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, I'm afraid your work's been slipping. God, can you imagine getting that from your boss? He goes, and well, I'm afraid we've been talking about letting you go. Oh, I know, I know. You've been with the company a long time now. Almost, let's see, almost 10,000 years. <laughs> My word, doesn't time fly.
0: What a tenure! Yeah, what a <laughs> tenure.
1: year. Um, it seems like only yesterday. I remember the day you commenced your employment, swinging down from the trees, fresh face and nervous. And in the background, there's like a chimpanzee um, of this little a uh, little uh, panel. A bone clashed in your bristling fish, fist. Uh, where do I start, sir? You asked plaintively. I recall my exact words. There's a pile of dinosaur eggs over there. <laughs> Youngster, I said smiling. Paternally, the while. Get sucking. So I thought that was kind of like his... Hey, guys, you're now on your own. You're a grown-up. Let's see what happens. Yeah, but he's also
2: talking about like the birth of humanity.
1: He's, uh, he's like, kind of giving you where you thought... He's saying... Hey, this is where you started. You were kind of free, right? Mm-hmm. You got you roamed with the dan- dinosaurs. You ate, you hunt and ate your food. Mm-hmm. But you've somewhere along the line, you've changed. You've depended on the government to give you food. You depended mm-hmm. on the rations, and you're okay with it. That's what you're okay with, job, right? And it's
2: disappointing.
1: It's disappointing. I think most people with jobs, they they'll take the job, and they'll adapt to the job. Are we
0: anarchists? So that's what I bit. want to like to talk about. Are you? If we if we look forward, so. Uh, are you going to talk about the whole Evie uh, prisoner
1: That's an important part, yeah.
0: Because uh, she gets taken in, and you think she's taken in by the government. Right. Because she tries to – she. so after he kicks her out, she tries to kill somebody. Well, she
1: goes and lives with Gordon, which is a completely yeah, different yeah. than the movie. Gordon actually is straight in the book, and they actually kind of hook up. They and fall. that doesn't really tell you how they, they meet or nothing. She says that she loves him. Right. You know, and – He gets murdered by the Irish mob, Just like his parent – just like her mom did. Yep. And so she goes guy. after the guy who tried to uh uh she she has she finds his gun goes after this guy that tries to kill him and she gets picked up.
0: She gets taken and he think it looks like it's like a soldier. Yeah, that Takes her like in, one of the finger guys. And she's in this prison cell and all she has is a toilet and a hole where a rat comes out every mm-hmm. once in a while, and she gets this letter. Um, well, first off, they shave her head, mm-hmm. and which they do in the movie as well, which was a big deal at the time. I remember
2: being, like, Natalie Port- Portman let them shave their head. She and crushes that scene. It was, like, a big deal. Like, yeah. I think I remember, like, before the movie even came out, it was, like, headlines. And she's still banging, so it doesn't even fuck yeah. Of course she's banging, but, like, <laughs> she's <laughs> also, She's Lady Thor now. I know, she's still... Yes, yeah, she's banging, but it was also, like, a really cool, I mean, this is, like, young Natalie Portman, and, like, for her to play through this, like, montage, this is the part where V, like, leaves the movie, and she kind of just takes it over. Yeah. And it's
0: just, like, Fucking
1: mesmerizing. Yeah. It's you, right after Star Wars 2.
0: So Mesmerized. And you get one shot at that scene because yeah. you're not going to shave your head twice. Yeah. So, like, yep. She had one cut and she crushed it. She was like tears. She's crying. And they're basically just trying to dehumanize her, mm-hmm. right? And you think that it's this government and they're asking her these questions and they're keeping her isolated. She gets this note from under. There's like a, a little hole, hole, the hole, the hole where the rat comes yeah. out. She gets this letter and it's from Valerie. Valerie. And it's about how I don't know who you are but I love you. Yeah. Uh, And she talks about how she got put into the cell and how she fell in love with a woman. And because of that, it brought her to this place. Right. And it's just terrible, beautiful love story. Mm -hmm. And um, eventually it gets to a point where uh, Evie gets taken out and she gets this paper put in front of her. Like, this is saying that you were taken, uh, abducted by this terrorist, which Mm -hmm. is V. Uh, you were brainwashed to believe these uh, philosophies, and you were forced to do these things and, and murder these people. Mm-hmm. Will you sign this? If you sign this, you'll have your freedom. And and in the letter that the, uh, Valerie wrote, she says the one the they'll take everything, but you still have one inch of yourself, and that's integrity. Yeah, and that's all your freedom in that one inch. If you let them have that, you have nothing. Right. And that was so beautiful. And mm-hmm. so she's, like, reading that and thinking of that. And then when she has this decision to make, she can just sign the paper and walk out. Right. She knows it's not right, and she wants to keep that one inch. And so she says, no, I'll, I'll not do that. And she goes, okay, no problem. We'll send you back. Um, six men are going to have their way with you, and then we'll take you up behind the chemical sheds and kill you. Yep. Uh, but the, the, the trick behind, the, or the illusion behind the whole thing, which is what's so beautiful about V, is, like, it was him the entire time. And all is these— that beautiful? Well, I mean, his—not not necessarily the—, the I mean, I think it is, but also I'll I'll get there. But just the the talent behind it to have these like fucking stat, like these mannequins on rollers and voices and recording and like the the swiftness of it. It's just amazing. But she freaks out. She's like, you've been torturing me this whole time. You kidnapped Mm -hmm. me. You shaved my head. You made me, you broke me down to be less than a human being. And a couple of things that he responds with. And she's like, I was happy before you took me. And he goes, happiness is a prison. Happiness is the most insidious prison of all. And I think that goes a lot to say to what you were talking about with we adapt to our environment and we find happiness in things. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we're not happy, but we're going to find ways to be happy. And that's going to make us less resistant. Mm-hmm. And like, so- like maybe happy and, happy and comfort yeah. are synonymous. Yeah.
2: And comfort is the prison, right? Because if you're comfortable in whatever you're doing, even if it's not good for you you're happy with it, right? Because it keeps you where you are. Yeah. But like discomfort, which is like breaking your habits or breaking the mold and, and pushing out into other directions that you haven't normally gone, yeah. is is freedom. Yeah. But it's it's not a happy
0: place.
1: Right. At that's
0: all. such a bizarre concept. The happiness is the most insidious prison of all. Like, that's like just, I, I never thought of it that way. And it's so Alan Moore, yeah. so bitter and real. Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's just, you put me in a prison. And he goes, I didn't put you in a prison, Evie. I just showed you the bars. Right. Which is such a dope line, yeah. Mm. And uh, God, and then she's like talking about how you're uh, an anarchist and you're creating this chaos mm-hmm. and the world's gonna crumble. And um, he said, uh, "Anarchy means without leaders, not without order." Right. Which I really loved.
1: I, that that resonated with me. Yeah. Like when like, I read that, I was like, "Oh, there's more. One there's everybody who thinks about anarchy, particularly people who love order." think that there's only one layer to they, anarchy. They just visualize chaos. Yeah. Chaos is not anarchy. There's a yeah. no difference. It just means everybody's,
0: it's almost like libertarianism. It's like yep. everybody's independently mm-hmm. responsible for themselves. They're not responsible or waiting for somebody to tell them what to do, right. which I thought was so cool. But that, I mean, that was such a powerful moment. It is, and, yeah. And, and she finally realizes that this her entire life, she's been in prison mm-hmm. mentally. Like the bars have just never been visual and right. he broke her down to the point where she made the decision To keep her integrity. Right. And that's when she realized that she who she was. Yeah. So that's why I find this beautiful. Like it was terrible and dark, but she came out of it a completely new person that she is much, much more open and and proud of than the crumbling, timid little prostitute
1: trying to find right a buck. She was coveting is what she was doing. And I think people who who covet Mm. find like that they're finding ways to be happy about something that they normally wouldn't be happy about right mm-hmm. like nobody's happy about going to uh, I, we say jobs because i think this is really to me it's like they're talking about your job as a prison well it's called it's the, it's the big brothers yeah the structure you you go in you you are told to start at seven you're told to start at you know take your lunch at noon you're told to leave it at 4 p.m And people, whatever they got to do to find happiness within that, because they're not happy, covet those things. So what they do, they take shortcuts in their lives. They take shortcuts in their jobs.
0: The relationships.
1: The relationships. They really, other people, let's say you're in an office and you're a team. Someone else always has to pull the weight of that one person who's coveting their job so much or trying to, you know, make their life easier or happier. And I think that's exactly what he just erased. And, and Evie. He gave her a clean slate. Yeah. The hair was symbolic symbol mm-hmm. of that. Yep. And now she sees the
0: world. She yep. doesn't see what she's forced herself or been brainwashed to see. Right. Which is, God, like, this is Alan Moore just mm-hmm. <laughs> telling it. This is how he sees the world. And just, it's, yeah. it's amazing and interesting and terrifying at the same time.
2: I think I see a different way. Like, I actually agree with you, but I think that, like, there's a, a like, an obvious devil's advocate to play here. Mm. And I think that that devil's advocate is that V is insane and that V stole Evie and, like, brainwashed her into believing what V wants. Uh, Going back to, like, this black and white V's, V's truth is the truth, that is, like, a very gnarly way to just brainwash somebody into thinking, like, oh, my God, I see the truth now. But, like, think about what he had to do
0: to, like, get her there, right? But you have to break down the walls somehow, you know? Like, if you do it, if, it like, and this is a big reason why I love that but he like, never tells her walls? anything. What walls? The, the walls that she's been t- taught. The walls that this is where you're going to live, this is how you're going to live, and find happiness in this. As opposed to you're your own person. You, you do what you want. You find happiness in your life, however it makes sense for you. Not what Big Brother's telling you how to. And he never told her any of his plans, any of his schemes, any of his thoughts, because he wanted her to come to this discovery by himself. The only time he broke that is when he abducted her and put her in prison. <laughs> but, it's fucked up, dude. But she, he gave her the decision to to rat him out, sign it off that it was all him and walk free. And she's like, no, that's wrong. He's right. Mm-hmm. Like she agreed with him even when she didn't know it was him. Like if it was him torturing her in prison and she knew that the whole time, and then she finally came out and said, okay, well, she, I believe she shouldn't it. have known. But but, but I, she chose she, him. He even shouldn't though, have even kidnapped her. But right? she chose him, even knowing, not knowing that it was him doing that. Like she, Correct. She could have ratted him out. But, but she, she didn't have that information. That's what I'm saying. I feel like if it was him, if she knew it was him. If she knew who he was. If she knew who he was that was doing this to her, right. and then she sided with him, that's different. But she didn't know it was him doing this, and she still sided with him because she, took the, she didn't take the path of least resistance. She still believed his message. That's how he knew that she was on the same mind path as I him. don't know if I see it that way. I, I see it as she literally didn't know who he was. But she
2: didn't have the information. Like, they were asking him, who, who is V, who is V, and she didn't know.
0: No, but she got the opportunity to rat him out and save herself, and but, she but, wouldn't. How? Because she doesn't know who he is. She doesn't know she, his she, name. She doesn't know they, what he they looks They put the paper like. in front of her and said, it might not happen in the movie, I'm not sure, but it says, sign this, and you'll be free, and everything will be put on this terrorist. And she said, uh, no. Oh. Uh, I'm going to, that's not right. I'm not going to do that. Because okay, well. These men are going to have their way with you. you to go behind the chemical shed and get killed. She's okay. And she walks back to herself.
2: And I, she's like, I choose death.
0: Yeah. And no, like, that's how he knew. That's because he needed that to hear that to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In I mean, the
2: movie, that, that happens. But, and then at the end, he says um, something along the lines of, like, when you accept your death, you, you also
0: set yourself free. So, like, you're free now. Yeah, that's exactly she's standing right in the rain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, he found that five years ago. He was naked in the rain after escaping the internment camp. Yeah. Reborn. Yeah. And she mm-hmm. was just reborn in this.
1: Yeah, and I think one thing to think about Evie is that if if we, like, if we think about how this is really happening, Evie wasn't, like, a planned thing, right? Like, he saved her out of, like, the deaths of evil, almost. And, like, he, even when he says what, you know, when they ask about what, what's your name, and she says Evie, he goes, oh. Of course it is. So it's like almost like this whole thing changed, and she kind of, um, he kind of like it was almost like a physical thing where he was like, okay, I needed to change the world in a certain way. He goes, but now I actually have a physical thing that can help me guide my way and maybe see how the results are. And I think Evie's that actual line, like you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's not just a a a theory or or like it's not it's not like she made it tangible. The way yeah. that she changed. I yeah.
2: also think that he. I don't want to get too much into this, but like I think that he understood or believes in coincidence, synchronicity, synchronicity, synchronicity. Because when when she said her name was Evie, yeah, I think he was like, okay, like that's pop, yeah, we're all, he's on he's right obsessed path. with. Right. the
0: letter V and, and so you know what's crazy I think that's why he took her in me and Sammy have talked about if we have a son what we're gonna name or if we have a daughter what we're gonna name him. What are they? if we have a son it's gonna be Brett in honor of her father Brett? yeah that's her dad's name who passed away and he's a great man but if we have a daughter we wanna name her Eve and call her Evie like All Evie Aerith right. and now it's like I read this like, oh shit I didn't even think about that <laughs> now there's gonna be like
2: so many people are gonna name their kids like <laughs> Brett and Evie <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah sure people are gonna really wanna do
1: that now um, so that, I'm gonna beat you to it. There you go. Um, that's that's the end of book. Brett Barlow. Isn't sound bad. Brett Barlow. Wow, that's not never white. happening. If he's a quarterback. <laughs> why? <White. laughs> wow, that sounds. That's white. like Todd Barlow. Todd Barlow. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <laughs> dude? My name's Todd.
2: <laughs> I am not a white man. <laughs> so. That's the that's what's. Well, we got this, this episode funny.
1: on video, so we can yeah, yeah. Uh, we can prove that case. I'm not a white dude. Have, <laughs> um, that's the end of book two. I mean, it kind of book two was Evie's coming to the yeah, same level as book two is a, a mixture of 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 chaos and and uh, like finalization of where Evie is. So I think that's a great book. Three was more, you know, it. I, I think it's starting. To, the pieces are starting to come together. That the, the dominoes are really starting to building where he can set up the you know the final show um and you know i think finch the cop there's finch who's the police officer who's more involved um he kind of goes off on this like crazy spirit quest spirit quest on figuring out like he went crazy because he loved Dahlia like they were actually together you know they had gone together a couple times like physically you know delia was the doctor doctor that was and so he thought she was an amazing person and Mm -hmm. didn't realize his back story about her so when they were like kind of dating you know so he kind of broke them a little bit when v kind of killed her right and, and in the movie it's different in the movie uh finch was like the, the cop who finally realized what v was doing and like turned a little bit accepts right accepts it yeah Accept it and the and the book is not like that at all <laughs>
0: Hello, Hopeds, it's
1: your friendly neighborhood host, Jordan.
0: Just checking in to say thank you for listening to this week's episode. It is brought to you by our good friends over at Action City Comics and Federal Way. Go say hi to Doug for us. Take advantage of all the great deals they got going on. And just so you know, they are doing a partnership with JR to do an auction with JR's own artwork. So a lot of cool things to come. And on top of that, we have another promotion. We are really trying to boost activity on our podcast. So we are encouraging you to rate our podcast, leave us a review. And subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, If you do one, two, or three of those things, we are going to deliver you a personal comic book from JR's own comic book pull box. So all you have to do is, again, rate our podcast, leave a review, subscribe if you haven't already. And then the fourth option is to post an organic promotion of one of our new episodes on your personal Instagram account so a maximum of four potential comics coming your way if you do these and all you have to do is snap a picture of it send it to us at hopheroespodcast at gmail.com or at hopheroespod on instagram and twitter you can just slide up in them dms or even just tag us in a post showing them showing that you're supporting so go out and support and we will send comics to your door um and a lot of cool things to come so please 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 spread the word who wants some free reading i bet everybody can use a little more content in their lives right now take advantage of this we got a lot more coming your way one person we haven't talked about, we, we alluded to briefly, was Rosemary. Rosemary. Who was Allman's, uh wife. wife, who was a victim of domestic violence, because Almond was a drunk. Called her ugly, beater, called her, yeah. Said, if we're not fucking because I don't find you attractive, yep. basically, yep. we're be Yeah. Terrible person. And, and Allman, uh was eventually killed by v. Uh, v. And Rosemary, at that point, was a, I mean, a victim of, she dedicated her life to being a stay-at-home mm-hmm. wife for this man, and now that he's gone, she has nothing. Yep. And she had to resort to the next guy that was willing to take her in, which is a terrible guy. Yep. And so she's getting more and more bitter as the story goes on. Right. She's
1: getting, it's getting worse for her. her she's, she's dancing she's now. Dancing. She's a waitress. She's giving up her body more. Yeah. You know, she. Um, At one point, she was too sick to go on stage. And the guy's like, okay, no worries. I'll take care of you. Yeah. And then just rapes her in her yeah. a dressing room. Dark. Dark. Yeah. Um, the Irish mob's getting more involved with the government. Um, there's a lady called Hayer. Uh, and her husband's called Comrade. Um, There's some kind of coup happening, right? Mm. She's like, okay, we're going to... Creedy is like...
0: Oh, yeah, hair.
1: She's... Yeah. And she's, she's a she's wild gross hair. And and Cre, and Cre- um, Creedy is trying to... Was she in the movie? S- she was not in the movie. No. Okay. Not at all. Yeah. This she, whole part was... She was with, manipulating
0: a lot. She yeah, was playing puppeteer for, for a For sure.
1: In fact, she even teased her husband. Give it to Alan Moore to kind of switch the sexes a little bit. Because in, fa- in this relationship, she was like teasing her husband with sex. You I know? thought
0: it was her like... Was it her husband? It was her husband.
1: Oh god. She goes, I'm setting you up to be the man. Uh fuck, I can't remember his name. Conrad. Conrad. Yeah. Okay.
0: I didn't know that was, that was her husband. I thought it was like her like butler. Because nope. he was like dressing her At and like first, kissing right? her feet and shit. Yep. Yeah. Just
1: giving her a bath. Yeah. yeah. That was her husband.
0: And every time he tried to kiss her too much, she'd like slap him. Yeah. No. Yep. And then she'd go and, and bone
1: the uh the was, like, Creedy or was his, it Creedy? His name like, was Allie. Oh, okay. So Allie was they, there's, Allie was a part of the Irish mob. He's the guy who killed Gordon. And so go, uh, Creedy, who was kind of making his own coup against the leader, he kind of noticed some weaknesses with the leader, which Susan, right? He kind of noticed that he was just kind of sitting in his chair. England prevails. England prevails. He's getting obsessive. Yeah, he's getting really weird. And Creedy starts to see this weakness, so he starts to go for it. And so Hayer, she starts to see... Well, he thinks he's going to get it. So there's really this, like... It's a Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. And um, she actually hooks up with Ali, the the um, Irish mob kind of head guy, um, which he's supposed to be paid by Creedy. There's actually a scene where he's like, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks per week, blah, blah, blah. She goes, I'll, not only do you get to get paid what Creedy's going to give you, but I'm going to double it. So you're going to almost make triple if you stick to my side. And, of course, she's like a hot woman or whatever.
0: And they bang. And they
1: bang, and it gets recorded. And of of course, V's watching all in the background. All of this, all of this, and he's of
0: course he's watching.
1: He's letting it all happen. He's which letting, is
0: another parallel to him being similar to to L-
1: Susan or the leader. Yeah. yeah. And the movie's called The Chancellor. So which was um, uh, God, what's his name again? He's a famous actor, but he was in Harry Potter. Cam Chancellor. Oh no. No, that's Ken Harry Luke. Potter. Yeah, he was in Harry Potter. He's the guy who gave the wand to Harry in the big first movie.
2: Oh, that's such a deep cut. Oh
0: yeah.
1: The
2: guy, the, the shop owner. Yeah yeah. That is a
0: deep. I don't, know, I don't. I don't know. One thing I will say about uh, David Lloyd in this in this artwork, like while it is um, consistent with Alan Moore's uh, previous work, where it's like hideous mankind. Yeah, it's very difficult to tell people apart. Right. Like I got mixed up on who was who so often. Right. Creedy, Allie, Gordon, like all these people look the same.
1: Yeah. You really had to pay attention because, um, like to me, like Allie looked like Norman Osborn. But Creedy had the same similar hair, except for it was blonde. And there's Bascom. Or yeah. That
0: guy's name was. He and, looked like Norman Osborne too.
1: Right. And the colors are very, um, I mean, we're looking at it right now. It's orange, yellow, and blue, like, black. Like, there's not really, like, a Were these published in
2: newspapers at first? Uh,
1: they call them strips. So, like, comic strips. Oh, my so, God. But they were, like, this was a, there's 10 issues. But, you know, I think, with particularly, I mean, you, you look at the Watchmen, I mean, if you look at comic books in the 80s with Marvel and DC, those those had the coloring, you know, but you look at Alan Moore books. Most of them are black and white Um, uh, from hell is black and white. Yeah. Um, And Watchmen is has the same tone, right? This Mm -hmm. yellow tone. So I think maybe it's it's a way for them to to talk about what they're doing and, and hit it instead of it being like an like a like a I guess like a. A blanket over something you know what i mean it's also a sign of the times I yeah mean,
0: i mean at that time that's kind of what art looked like it's just that with printing with marvel it was more flashy colors yeah. more spandex you right know? And he didn't want
1: that right so. and that makes sense and you're right everybody does look the same um similar i mean the detectives dominic and you know i think finch we could tell apart because he had no hair mm-hmm. you know um and again he's he's going through this journey through this whole time rosemary going through this journey through this whole time uh, uh payers going through this journey, so you're starting to see, and they're, they're, throughout this book, you're seeing the dominoes
2: I, I, um, being set up. I, I didn't come up with this theory myself, but I did read that in the book there are numerous occasions where um, other characters have the same face as V for Vendetta, purposefully. Oh. and on, and the reason why is because it's like this Easter egg that shows that his influence is like starting to permeate throughout the the people of England.
1: Okay. That makes sense. That's, I mean, that, that's so purposeful too. Yeah, I mean, as a writer and an art Absolutely. artist, like yeah, it was an accident. You're yeah. talking like ten, ten uh, moves ahead in in chess. Almost. Yeah. you're like we're gonna like to do that the planning. And he, I mean, Alan Moore and and uh, David Lloyd talk about how they planned all this stuff. I mean, it was intense. Yeah. Um. And so I mean, there's a lot to this book, but I think one of the things we should mention is the the leader getting assassinated. By Rosemary, right?
0: Yes, yeah. Rosemary, so different from the movie. Rosemary assassinates him, and she's gone through all this shit. She's, her husband died. Her husband was a shitty person to begin with. Beat her. And right. The, and then but he she murdered. said he
1: wasn't like that before right. the, the government changed. The government
0: changed. And then she was she purchased a gun. Right. And she knew that she was originally going to do it to herself. Right. Because when she was like, yeah, I want a gun, the guy's like, okay. It's going to take some time. And then after the scene, she put a, her hand yeah. over her and went, bang. Um so you kind of alluded to that she's going to, get, going to kill herself. But then she starts getting more and more upset about, upset, upset about the systems. Right. And then she walks up to the leader's car. Right. And he, he wants to be with the people now because he's been so focused on the, right. the system. He's like, okay, let me, let me go see the people. He's like, wait, wait, slow down, driver. I want to see the people and say hi. And he opens the door and, and he doesn't even recognize her. Right. And her husband's worked for, for him for how many years? Mm-hmm. At that point, she's just like, fuck this. Yeah. And just pow, right in the face.
1: Yeah, which is gruesome. And because it like blows his whole head off. I mean, they even talk about, hey, we can't even, we couldn't even try and save him. His head was practically mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is kind of the similarity to the movies, the train, right, with the bombing, the hit to the the end of the the railroad tracks to blow up the. I would say all of Parliament, right, like the whole famous building and all that kind of stuff down in England is being set up. Roses are putting in there. The the blocks of what C four or whatever he called it um, are being set up. And, and can we, can we pause though? Can, yeah. how, how was the leader killed in the movie? I don't remember. So the
2: leaders killed in the movie by a, um, it was uh, a coup. They, yeah, they, a coup. So V convinces the leader's right hand man that, you know, you're a smart person and, you know, you know that you have people all around the leader. Mm-hmm. And if you kill the leader, then like, you'll take power. Right. And like, that's what we need. We need you to take power and not have the leader take power. And all you have to do is you have to draw an X on your door. If you're down. And so, like, basically, he ends which up drawing, is Creedy, right? Yeah, yeah. He ends up drawing the X on the door, and then so it's like this whole thing where that right hand man kidnaps the leader, brings him down to this underground like sewer system, and V shows up. And V, V, before he shows up though in the movie, he he has this train that's like full of explosives. Mm-hmm. And that's he, in the book as well. Yeah, yeah, and he says, "I'm not even going to do this. Like, Evie, this is on you. Like, you you can decide whether or not you want to actually go through with this." um this essentially isn't my decision to make anymore. I have another decision to make. So he leaves that to Evie to decide and then meets Creedy and finds the leader.
1: Yeah. And they call uh, him the chancellor in the movie. The chancellor. And they kill him. They shoot him in the in the head. So does Creedy does, v? Creedy, Creedy, does. does. Okay. Creedy does. Okay. And then V this fucks everything. And then
2: Creedy said, and the deal is that if if you kill the leader, you can have me. Essentially. Oh. And that's like that's the deal. And then so Creedy says yes, kills the leader, and then he says, All right, like, take your mask off. And V's like, Nah, fam, I ain't, I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> and then V's like, But, bro, like, we agreed on that shit. And then, and then V's like, But, nah. And then so Creedy's like, Well, we have guns, and what do you have? Like, Kung Fu and knives. And then he's like, V actually has a dope ass line in this scene where he says something like, Along the lines of, Here's the thing. Once you guys shoot, if I'm still standing. You guys are all going to die because you'll have to reload and I'll kill you before you reload. And then so Creedy says, kill him! And they all just, like, start just letting loose on him. And he just, like, eats hella shots, like, onto the face and the arms. Like, he's getting wrecked. Like, just blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's done shooting and he's still standing. But he's, like, raggedly breathing and shit. And then he goes my turn, and he
1: brings <laughs> out hell of knives oh, and just starts fucking
2: boo boo boop like throwing knives and shit. And then he goes into this like kung fu scene where he starts wrecking everybody, and he ends up killing Creedy, killing everybody, but he also ends up dying like from that. Yeah, because like it was it was he he was wearing Kevlar armor and his mask was Kevlar, but he took. I mean, his arms, his legs—like he took hella damage. So interesting. He yeah. ended up dying, and then
0: he ended up yeah. getting which put in is the train.
1: different than the book. In it's the book, close but it's different. It, and know. I would say the movie was more exciting the way he dies. That's
0: very Hollywood. That's yeah. Cooler.
1: Um, in the book, he dies. Uh, Finch finally catches up, comes back from Lark Hill, and figures takes the path that he thought he took from Lark Hill, which was down to the the basement right or the through the train station. Space station. He goes, "Oh, this is how he did." And he's actually standing there. All
0: right. And he did he pop acid in the movie?
1: He did, uh, Who, V? v no, Gordon. Finch is not oh, even Finch. not even close to what Finch is in this. Oh, so yeah. so
0: Finch pops acid in the book, goes LSD, to the internment yeah. camp, and tries to feel, get in the mind of a v. v. When he's explaining to the cops, Finch is, he's like, because he's still coming, he's still on LSD, and he's still, like, tripping a little bit. And he finds this fortress in this train station. Yeah. And he find and V's, like, waiting for him. Because the whole time that uh evie's asking like what's gonna happen what's your plan what's your plan he goes i'm waiting and he's waiting for finch to arrive that's why i thought that maybe when he had he thought he was a politician maybe he's got law enforcement Mm -hmm. because he's he knows finch is gonna come find him right and he's standing there with finch staring at him pulling a gun out and he takes a bullet from finch and he throws a dagger and it gets finch in the shoulder right and when it gets him in the shoulder he's just like down, and then uh, V runs away, and there's a blood trail behind him. Right. So he knows he mortally okay. wounded him. He's like, I, I know, I saw the blood. He's mortally wounded, but was like, well, you're also on acid. So maybe you yeah. saw what you wanted to see. He got him in the shoulder, though? Uh, v got Finch in the shoulder with mm. a knife, but Finch shot V, and it was a mortal, mm. a mortal shot. And he's like, I was so slow pulling that revolver out. He's so fast. He could have easily avoided it. Why do you let me shoot him? And my thought is, when V is talking to Evie about the plan. Mm-hmm. He's talking about anarchy. And one thing, the whole anarchy is, uh, means without leaders, not without uh, order. Oh, and he said there, are, there is a process with anarchy. There are destroyers, and then there's creators. And destroyers turn everything to rubble, and creators take the rubble and make it something new. Right. And at this point, there's no more, t- there's no more need for a destroyer. Like that part's been done. So he has to die because so like, he destroyer. doesn't want to be a leader. Because he would be
2: a leader if he doesn't. And Evie's the creator.
0: Oh, okay. Oh wow. So she doesn't want to kill. She wants to help and create. He right. wants to just end all this, and he knows that. So he's like, he has to go for everything to work out. And that was one point that I was just like, holy wow. shit.
2: That's that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's and and he does eventually pass, and he's lying there bleeding out in his uh, entryway and Evie finds him, and she's like, what do I do? What do I need help? It's like, I'm, it's too late for help, but know this. You have to know. He gives he gives her some kind of address, like mm-hmm. some street crossings, and then he says, you must find out my face, but you, you should never know my face. Can you do that for me? And she's like, what? And then he's like, I love He does not say I love you, but he says something. I'm not your father. Or something like that. He goes, right. I'm not your father. And then he passes away. And she has, in the comics, she has like four different Versions of her walking up to him through the blood and taking his mask off, and who she sees, and she sees like three different people under there. Right. Um, who did, Who does she see? Oh. She sees
1: her, her father. Um, she sees herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees um I don't know. Who they, they see some other older guy, but she sees. I think it's like a proge- progression until she reaches her herself, and she reaches
0: her decision that she's not going to unveil the mask right. because whatever she po- whatever she sees is going to diminish the, that, the power of that idea that he was. Right. And it takes a symbol away and puts a human behind it. Mm-hmm. And so what she does is she he says he asks for a Viking funeral.
1: Yep. And so uh, she blows up the train, which clears out the blockage. She puts him on the train, right? Yeah. And that, that idea, Alan, you, every time that's like the question in the back of the book, they talk about that because uh, it's like an interview with or like an article. And Alan Moore gets asked that question all the time, who is V? And – and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but he almost says it like the way the movie says it. You know, he's like he's anybody you want him to be. Honestly, you know, he could be your dad. He could be your he's a he's a
0: philosophy. Yeah, he's a mindset. So
1: he exactly he goes. So that's why he he goes. It's who you want him to be. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. You know, because mm-hmm. I guess it would change the story if you actually. I mean, it's intriguing. I want to know like who the person was. Prior to V, maybe?
2: I think everybody did. But it's the same thing with the but Joker. It's this, it's yeah. a, but it's also the same thing as Evie. Yeah. It's also the same thing as, like, everybody that's in this story. Mm-hmm. Like, more than anything, what they wanted is to take the mask off. Yeah. Because they wanted to see the person. Because right. they wanted to be able to be like, oh, you're just, you're the same. You're like, I breathe air. You, you're, we, we can relate. Right. right. And you're not that special. But without that, without that, he becomes a, a god. Right. right? It becomes something that, that represents something so much more. And even beyond, like, just this story or just this conversation, I mean, think about what the Guy Fox mask represents now. Yeah. It's still in protests. Yeah. Like, it's still represented by Anonymous, which is, like, a hacktivist group that's caused chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think that, like, that symbol supersedes the story because we never know who he is. Yep. Because if we end up being able to say, oh, it's Bruce Wayne... Then we say, okay, well, what's Bruce Wayne like, right? We can start to pick and, and, and nibble at flaws and re- relate, and, and, relate yeah. and say, okay, he's just this and he's just that. Yeah. But if you never get to remove the cowl, right, right then it represents something more. It's yep. bigger than that.
1: Definitely. Yeah. In my opinion,
2: it would be an insurmountable mistake yep. to, Absolutely. to
0: have an identity and to answer that question. It weakens his message. It weakens, it weakens everything the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's go into Crap for Trash.
1: Who wants to start it off? I'll go. Um, I gave it a nine. I had it written down already. A nine. It, Lies. Um, and the reason you I gave first. it... first. <laughs> I
0: was on a lie, but you it down. I don't
2: know. <laughs> um,
1: a nine because um, it was an easier read as to it swallows you in. So you get to kind of... You get lost in this whole world that, again, Alan Moore has created. Um, so you're literally living in this Victorian era of England and you fall in love with characters. You hate characters. You feel sorry for characters. And that's a big deal when you read a story, right? Like it's like when you read a book and you almost, you're getting the, the writer's so good. You get the images even without, it's just words, but the images are popping in your head. Well, you have both here. So that's why I feel like it's a nine. And, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know more stuff. I it's it's such good things. I haven't read one thing. I mean, like the, Loeg. Yeah, it took it took a little bit, but it was still decent compared to other stuff. You know. I really like League of the yeah, I, I know I, it was controversial
0: when we did that one, but I, I, I thought I, it was good. And yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I gave it a nine point five, and uh, I'm a I just love Alan Moore. I think he's a genius. He's, yeah, he's a dark twisted genius. Um, but he's dark and twisted with real themes right. uh, and, and real things that we should actually consider. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think that a lot of the stuff that he writes about gives you perspective. And not saying that you should always buy into that perspective and f- live your life that way, mm-hmm. but you can live your life a certain way knowing that. Right. Like you can live your life this way with the awareness now of what other options are out there and what, like, what the repercussions are of the society that we're in. And I think that mm. that's a really healthy way to live is you know you still still follow your own path but just be aware right like everything we're going on with right now is like listen Mm -hmm. you know learn get knowledge because there's a lot of ignorance out there um myself included and i just think that alan moore is a harsh breath of reality um which i really appreciate and this this book is beautiful and the only reason i can't give it a perfect rating is uh i just got a little confused with the artwork um, just between the characters. I I found it hard to follow. And also with the British and London um, uh, dialogue and dialect.
1: The Irish dialogue I found The Irish is what I meant.
0: I found it so hard to understand what they were saying. Yeah. Like in the comic. It was really hard to follow that. Um, But outside of that, I mean, the story is beautiful. It's transcendent. It predicts. Uh Like there was one line I wrote down with stars. She was like, this is insane. Authority. When first detecting chaos at its heels, will entertain the vilest schemes to save its orderly facade. Like that's the police brutality that we're in right now. Yeah. Like whenever there's a sense of chaos on the heels, they're going to do whatever it takes at the vilest possible way to make sure that we don't lose order. Right. And like that's like the world we're living in right now. Mm-hmm. The, the the reason a lot of the reason for the the movement and the Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. everything is because of this brutality. And it's just. This was in the '80s. He wrote this, and he predicted this, and he saw it coming. And I think he wrote
1: it in the '70s. Yeah,
0: yeah, he saw. He started writing it when he was a kid, and he got rejected yeah. for like eight years. Yeah, so, that's so insane. It's just the man's a genius, Alan Moore. I fucking honor your legacy. You're you're just a, a a step a step above anybody else I've I've read. Would you have a beer with him though? Anybody <sighs> went, else, really? In the comic, yeah, I think he's my favorite comic book writer of all time. Yeah, I just. Watchmen, interesting. V for Vendetta, League of the I mean, Gentlemen, Killing not Joke.
2: That, I mean, I say interesting, like that's like a big. Surprise. No, it's like that's picking... Like like, it's like picking, Tom Brady's the best
0: quarterback ever. Right, Ken Griffey Junior. is the best fucking. Yeah, it's just it's not like it's a shot in the dark, but I. But just, I mean, I am interested because of our experience with Remender, and I love Remender, but I also didn't love uh, Last Days of American Crime, and I've never read anything.
1: You no. guys didn't like a uh, Tokyo. Uh... I like Tokyo I Ghost. Liked Tokyo Ghost. I like Did Tokyo you like Tokyo Ghost? Ghost yeah. What a rating. Maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it wasn't me that didn't like Tokyo Ghost. I don't remember. I like
0: Tokyo Ghost. I thought Tokyo Ghost was sorry.
2: Anyway, this isn't Tokyo Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Ghost. yeah.
1: But that's, that's my thought.
0: 9.5. I just... I thought it was... I mean, it's obvious how great it is and how impactful it is in society today. Um, let, me, let me hit you
2: with this Alan Moore line. Here we go. Artists use lies to tell the truth. while politicians use them to cover up? <laughs> so good at that shit. <laughs> Let me just I'll say it because I need it to I need it to simmer. <laughs> Artists use lies to tell the truth. While politicians use them to cover up. <laughs> I think that um Alan Moore, you know, I can pile on, but I, I choose not to. Obviously he is a GOAT in this industry. Um this book, in particular, is special because it matters now, today, more than ever. Um, I think a lot of the themes in this book are kind of touching on things that, were going on, that are going on today. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard what's happening in Portland, but that shit's wild. Yeah.
0: That Tanks is fucking
2: insane camouflage unmarked cars like masks overheads pulled into vans. Yeah, yes, this, this is, is happening. A, yeah, this is happening right now in real life. So uh I'm not saying we should blow up Parliament, but um what I do think is that this book matters a lot. It matters because um Alan Moore is using lies to tell the truth. Like he's using lies to, uh, to unveil fears he has, right? Fears he has about power, about society, about governments, and, and in particular governments that give too much power to one person. Um and I think that, you know, these are lessons that we can learn. Alan Moore is a smart person. And I think these are lessons that we can learn and and, and take from. Um and you know I think this book is is transcendent. The story, even the movie is really good. I think the movie gets silly at times. But um, I think that the overarching messaging behind it, yeah, still matters, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I think that this is a great story and a great movie, and um, I give it a I give it a nine. nine.
1: that's pretty high. Yeah, we got a
0: nine point two. Nine point two. Yeah, that's a great fucking read. Read this book. Um, <laughs> think about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Noodle on it. And um, I don't know, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll uh,
0: close out with, you know, Action City Comics you got.
1: Yeah, uh, actually, we're still doing the, um, it's probably be the, it, it ends on July 31st, it's the auction to support Action City. Obviously, there's still that that scare of shutting down for another two months, mm-hmm. so he's working on, on, on getting some online, but Action su- supports us 100% of the time. So we support them 100% at the time. At least,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can always follow us at uh, Hop Rose Pod, Instagram, and Twitter. But uh, shout out to Hanson. Thanks for the great Mm, beer, you
2: guys. Ticketbop,
0: boop, boop. We want a concert. I want to
2: go to a concert
0: now. Yeah. Or we'll have you guys on, you know. Yeah. I want to hear, I want to hear you guys, you know, your thoughts on the conflict realm. You know, I'd love to hear that. No, no, no. Honest, delicious beer. Um, Z, you got anything you wanna plug before we head out? I'm good, bro. Thanks All for right. coming over.
2: Yep. Yeah, this is I was appreciate a... this this episode. This has been a, a special one. Epic. I, I suggested V for Vendetta I think months ago. Yeah. That's and true. so um here we are doing it and uh, you know I don't get my suggestions out every time, but when I do it's always a special time. <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> such an event. It's such an event. Such a pretty big deal. <laughs> yeah. Such a big deal. Um No, no. I this is fun man, so thanks for coming over. I really appreciate it and uh
0: yeah Yeah, love the house man and this was we went into this we went into this making it a a a one parter and just talking about it 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 ended up being two Uh, so thanks for (laughs) for sticking with us (laughs) listeners and hanging in there for this one but uh, we got a very exciting episode coming up next week with uh, the creators of Invasion from Planet WrestleToto yeah which we won't see for a couple weeks oh shit yeah Yeah. so uh, very excited about that but uh, thank you guys for listening we'll catch
1: you all next week Peace. peace Yeah, Yeah.